0: Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, Gali Cricket to Bouncy Wicket. I'm your host Raja. Hi, this is Srinivas. And uh, as we know, the World Trail, uh, World Test uh, Championship cycle had just uh, finished and uh, ICC has announced their new uh, uh, l- the lineup and the schedule for uh, the cycle between 21 and uh, 23. Uh, so we'll be talking a bit about that as well as uh, the recently concluded ODI series between uh, Indian India women and uh, England women. So, Srinivas, before we start off with the WTC, would you like to talk about about the England women and Indian women uh, ODI series?
1: Yeah, definitely, Raja. I think, uh, definitely, I feel at least uh, this series is uh, going to be a a stepping stone for us in preparation for the World Cup. Definitely, because uh, even though India lost the ODI series, I'm sure at least we found out where Indian team is lacking at least, right? Batting first and uh, India are struggling to set target. So that's where I think uh, India is lacking a bit. Good that at least we have ended the series with a win. Though it was chasing, like at least we can say that one portion of our, you know, batting unit or uh, team strategy is at least intact. Like they haven't lost that hold. The only thing that is there is, uh, I mean, how to set target batting first. Because we have seen even in this series, there were many stats where, uh, you know, I think uh, all the other teams other than England and Australia are around 200, like they're setting targets around 200, but what, what is making England and Australia better teams are they're able to set two fifties to as targets. I think uh, this is work in progress and, uh, I'm glad that we got this series and then we could find out where India is lacking your thoughts.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, my, I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, And just to add to whatever you said, uh, the incredible form that uh, Mithali Raj has found herself in, like a a brilliant purple patch and uh, she's been the one uh, unshakable uh, pillar of uh, Indian batting lineup this time around. And during this process, she just became the highest uh, run scorer for uh, women's cricket across uh, formats and in international cricket. So great uh, uh, leadership and uh, uh, and what a way to sign off the series shortly.
1: Yeah. Speaking of Mitali Raj, I think uh, when India started this ODA, few people were critical on her saying, you know, she's playing slow and she has to improve her strike rate. But if you look at what happens in the subsequent uh, matches, it is clear that she's playing her role perfectly. Like what India is lacking is building team around her because uh, she is used to playing at a certain level and i think even if you look at that her career strike rate is only 60 but still on in all the three matches her he, she ended at at a better, better strike rate Correct. so what i think we need to do is you know let her improve whatever she can and we have to build batting around her because she has been pillar for this team for many years and i think Uh, it's better that we leave her to do her job and let other players step up. And uh, yeah, I think speaking of other players, one point I want to mention, Raja, even in the last year World Cup as well, like senior players like Smriti Mandana and uh, Herman Preetka or not being in form or getting those big scores is one more concern, we should say. Because uh, Harmanpreet, uh, especially, I think the last big score that she made was that uh, ODI World Cup 171. After that, I mean, I think that is maybe three years back or so, right? That is 2017, mm-hmm. if I am not wrong. Uh, 50 or World Cup. After that, she played few innings, but even if you see from last year T20 World Cup onwards, she has she, she has hasn't heard. made a big impact on team's performance. And uh, but if you look at her batting, like the other day, I was i was seeing that I, I, it, I like if i look at others batting except harmanpreet kaur i feel okay i mean the kind of uh, uh, strokes they play and everything are not at the level of men's cricket but when i see you know harmanpreet kaur's batting i feel like virat kohli is batting right like the way uh, she stands and she plays those strokes i i think she is only away from one big uh, innings probably to come back into our uh, natural groove, and uh, we hope, uh, we hope her to come back
0: into form as early as possible for the sake of India. And uh, more importantly, she's the leader for the T20 team. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's going to start yeah. off right now, and uh, the series is not over yet, right? It right. is, it is right. like a women's ashes where uh, each match is having a separate uh, weightage. Points. And, yeah. Yeah, so India is still in it and uh, let's just hope that uh, gets back to her rhythm and uh, uh, we end up finishing the series at a high uh, I because I think it's a lot about uh, execution rather than anything else because the skills are there. Uh, I think, yeah, uh, let's just hope for the best now.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the whole uh, whole series will be squared off, right? Whole tour two points will be squared off if India wins the T20 series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah I think that will be a, win uh,
0: the series I think outright uh, I think we'll take the whole thing I think the starting no, from the test test, the test is drawn, no
1: test, test is draw so yeah, equal yeah. points will be shared correct so now uh,
0: if you whitewash you are ah, telling yeah 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 if, if it is a 3 nil uh, victory that's the only opportunity that we, we could but, take the whole thing
1: but, but are uh, aren't the points shared between the series rather than matches? I'm not sure i, I, I don't remember exactly whether no, no, each each uh, I think match, each match is having a two point uh, weightage in this okay cycle. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. then yeah, if we whitewash England, I think we'll take the whole tour, but I think which in all you know the probability of players forms and all which may be difficult, but we'll take it with both the hands if they get it.
0: All right. So uh, moving on, uh, as we talked about it in our uh, introduction a little bit, uh, ICC has come out with the new schedule for the 21 to 23 uh, WTC uh, uh, WTC championship. So what do you think, uh, what, are you, what are your first thoughts, uh, uh, you know, like, because uh, we could see that, uh, again, there is a lot of, uh, uh, there is a bit of disparity in between the number of games played between teams. Uh, quite a bit of disparity, let's be honest. Uh, and uh, as uh, was the uh, seen in the first cycle, uh, the big three of uh, England, Australia and India have been allotted the most number of games. Uh, what do you think about that? and also added to the fact that uh, the current world Test champion of uh, in, of New Zealand has only is only playing a 13 game cycle again, maybe one more than what they played. Yeah, I think it's sad,
1: isn't it? Because I I think last time they played 11, I think this time they are playing 13. And uh, last time, in fact, they haven't played one series. So which will make again the same number of matches and being world champions, at least I feel they should play more, especially if in New Zealand, if they feel the viewership will be less, at least they should, uh, I mean, approach to host countries and say, like, let's host, uh, I mean, uh, host us more games, right? That is what Right. New Zealand people deserve now after, you know, what is becoming, after what they have become now, right? World Test Championship, uh, with all due respect, I think they had to, I mean, uh, uh, really pick up from there. because uh,
0: only one uh, three-match series.
1: Yeah, the, the, that's. It. I, I really don't know how England will leave any team pl- without playing four or five matches, right? Uh, of course, right. A, a lot of commercials are involved in it, but still, at least within New Zealand, they would have planned a four-match series or five match series so i don't know what's stopping them from a four match series at least if not five and with everyone else i think new zealand coming india and playing two test matches right we'll all take whatever it takes we are ready to see five match series right i mean there is nothing sh- stopping india to host five match or a four match series i don't know uh, whether it is fixed or teams can increase because ultimately it's about uh, percentage points what we are going to look at at the end of the day I'm not sure whether we'll have, we still have a chance to increase the number of games, but uh, I think the current uh, disparity of number of games between teams is very huge. Like I can understand, like teams can play, like let us say one team can play 15, other team can play 16 or 18 like, at the max, right? 10 percentage or a little bit here and there is fine. But one team playing 18, uh, I mean 13 and the other team playing what uh, New England is playing 22 games. So
0: like there is no comparison. Correct. Correct. And uh, just to add to that, uh, what. Uh, India uh, if you talk about india's uh, road uh, this time around uh, do you think it's a little bit tougher uh, because uh, yeah, 10, 10 uh, test matches out of the 19 allotted are uh, you know are away games and uh, they're starting off with a very tough tour uh, against england uh, which will kick off the wTC cycle this time around and uh, they have a three three test match uh, series against uh, south africa and two against bangladesh which could be relatively easy, but again still this is a tough uh, away tours. Uh, added to that, so ten test matches out of nineteen being away tests. Uh, do you think uh, India will have it have a, a slightly tougher road compared to other teams? No, I think definitely it's going to be a tougher
1: uh, because especially if you see away series, it is South Africa and England, and incidentally both are not uh, you know some uh, series where this team has won uh, anything. Right? They went close last time in uh, South Africa, of course. But again, in England also they went close, but they couldn't win. But uh, if you see in the first cycle, India already went to Australia and they won and it's second time for them. I think it's a lot a lot to prove for uh, Virat Kohli team to you know reach to finals again in this. Uh, and I think uh, uh, and I definitely think this time uh, maybe some Asian country will host
0: uh, WTC finals. I don't know. What, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think it's only fair uh, to be honest because uh, one cycle there and the other cycle. I think it would be a good, uh, a challenge for whoever is performing to have uh, proper subcontinental conditions to you know battle out. It will also make the teams, uh, you know prepare that much, uh, better or differently. And it's a, it's a new dimension to, uh, the WTC and it will only be a good fitting, uh, location if it is done and not, not just in the subcontinent, maybe even in places like UAE, which could, which is yeah, also U- yeah. neutral yeah. territory, but it could be, it could have the spinners in
1: play. In fact, uh, in fact, UAE will be neutral territory for everyone, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not homegrown for anyone. And uh, incidentally, if you see Pakistan matches, I think. Uh, If they play decent cricket, they are going to reach finals. See their away series, West Indies, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. Correct. So their away series are not tough and all they have to do is play good home cricket and a decent away cricket. I I think it will be finals for them. I think uh, probably this cycle is easiest for them. But uh, again, in test cricket, uh, it's difficult to say anything easy or uh, difficult.
0: Yeah. So let's see. Word on Australia uh, also Australia is playing all their away series in the subcontinent only against Pakistan, Sri Lanka and India. Yeah. I think they'll all, they also will have to battle it out pretty hard to yeah. the finals. Yeah. I think, uh, it will be a litmus test for Labushan, right? Yeah, correct. Correct. So it's... I think, uh, uh, on paper we have, uh, I think we have the same consensus, uh, match disparity that was there. Uh, uh, it's still existing, and ICC has not really fixed that. And uh, on paper, this seems to be far more uh, a challenging cycle than the first thing around because the big teams really have to battle it out to make their place. Uh, certain unexpected, uh, uh, you know, uh, which are you know not uh, unexpected uh, results could also be in play. Uh, I think it's it's going to be an interesting cycle. And uh, with that platform, I think uh, uh, let's just get to the meat of our uh, discussion this time around, uh, where uh, let's just talk about what India needs to do for the next cycle. Uh, what do you like, uh, just, just, just to kick things around? Uh, do you think that uh, uh, the first pa- point that I wanted to talk about uh, for India specifically is there a need to develop a pace bowling variety for Indian cricket? Uh, we have seen it in the recently concluded uh, final. That uh, all our pace bowlers, albeit uh, one of the best in the world, are all uh, right arm uh, seam bowlers, uh, not right. That's the important thing that affected India there. All of them are seam bowlers, not swing. Correct. And after Bhuneshwar Kumar, India has not really uh, provided opportunities to out and out swing swing bowlers. And uh, if you look at uh, left arm uh, pace bowlers, uh, the last person to play was uh, uh, Natarajan who wouldn't have <laughs> thought he'd get a test debut, uh, for all his merits. And, uh, you know, the, the, the options seem quite limited in the end. And uh, their fault is also that, uh, BCI have not really developed, a, uh, all, all out all option kind of a pace attack. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, Raja. I think this is
1: something that BCC has to look into because uh, even in our previous episode with Gurukirti, uh, we discussed few a little bit on this, uh, uh, particularly about uh, you know specific grooming specific players for specific format, which is important in all departments, right? Especially in bowling, if you see again, um, it all comes down to where India is going to play finals. If at all they are reaching finals, but. Uh, if they are playing in Sena countries, definitely uh, they need a good fast bowling attack, right? That is, I mean, batting is also important, we'll come to that. But, uh, to start with bowling, definitely we need variety. Like you mentioned, uh, there is no left arm pacer, and uh, they have to look for someone, uh, like who had a decent Ranji Trophy season, like uh, Asgar Nagaswala, with all due credit for him. Um, uh, they brought him practice in the nets right we don't have a mainstream left arm you know seam bowler uh, to come and use those angles or uh, you know to trouble the batsman who who has weakness about uh, weakness for certain type of bowling so definitely i think uh, india will have to make a plan uh, not only for test cricket if you ask me i think if you ask me based on needs we have to segregate existing players right for each category like a specific uh, there can be floaters definitely a player like bumrah will definitely have a floater across the formats there may be one or two exceptions like that but definitely i think every format if you ask me should have two go to bowlers at least two or three with different variety not that if we have two in test cricket and two are same bowlers and then like that may not give advantage in places like england at the end of the day because we need someone who can you know swing the ball in the air right not after pitching so I think that is important Uh, yeah like every format if you ask me we should have uh, different set of bowlers covering different types of bowling I think uh, that that will be a good future especially considering the results that we have right now it may not be possible maybe 5 years or 10 years back but today we have you know a big pool of fast bowlers who can compete at international level so I think it's, uh, definitely possible, um, if you see Deepak Chahar, so I don't know, his uh, first class record, uh, I haven't seen the numbers, but he's a good swing bowler, right? We right. can definitely, you know, try and groom him for test cricket and see like how he comes rather than, you know, keeping the same four bowlers across the formats and keeping him in the bench. I think that is something, uh, I think that is something which will be fascinating going forward.
0: Right. I, I, I you know, it's a good, uh. You know point that you made about uh, having specific people for specific formats and uh, not being as rigid in the selection, uh, because we have seen a trend uh, where we uh, say uh, throughout the years uh, has been going for players uh, who are usually on the younger side of the spectrum. Right? You have if you have a good uh, uh, and added to that, if, if, if their white ball form has been good, that, that is how they're making their entry into the test team, right. rather than looking at uh, their first class, uh, you know, merits and uh, all that, I, I, we, I think we'll talk about it a little bit uh, far, farther down the line as well. Uh, so just as a base for uh, this discussion. Uh, the thing that I wanted to bring to our uh, uh, audiences' notice is that uh, uh, if if you look at the top four, uh, let's talk about batting for a bit, right? Yeah. Uh, if you look at the top four Ranji Trophy run scorers of all time, uh, we all know the legend that uh, Wasim Jafar is in domestic cricket. He's made um, over twelve thousand runs, and uh, he played till uh, two thousand nineteen and twenty, and he last and he was scoring, scoring runs by the truckloads, not even like uh, busloads. So, and he last played for India way back in 2008. So he had a decade of consistent scores and he didn't make it to the Indian team. Uh, there is the number two in that list is Mr. Ramol Majumdar. Uh, he's made over 9,000 runs in Ranji uh, Ranji trophy and he's never played for India. Devendra Bhandela, another 9,000 9, run scorer, never played for India. Yeshpal Singh, 8,700, never played for India. Now this is, I think it's also coming from a legacy mindset where, uh, uh, people are looked at if they're playing, uh, if they're by, by past a certain age rather than skill level, they're, they're not, they're out of the reckoning completely. Right. So uh, wh- what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I agree with you, Raja.
1: I think, um, uh, first class cricket, uh, has to be given more importance, definitely at least for the test matches. Right. So who, who, who are the guys that are coming into test cricket now? Like again, who are playing well in the white ball? So, that, that may that may be something that we have to look at. And uh, see, there, there are two sides to the players that you have said. Uh, one thing like Wasim Jafar and Amol Mozamdar has uh, completely, I think, a different story. I'll tell you how to look at it probably. Uh, one thing is their first class, uh, I mean, scores has to be given credit. They have to be groomed. Uh, but the thing is, if you see Amol Muzamdar, he plays at 3-4 position in the batting. No, no. So uh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the entire uh, time span that he has played, India has Sachin Tendulkar, Rahul Dravid, and VVS Laxman. So that could be that could be reason for certain players, but not everyone. Definitely, I'm not completely you know uh, putting down the points that you have said. But yeah, at the same time, uh, this first class records have to be taken at least selecting for the players for the Test cricket. At least that will bring good balance and freshness to the team. If you ask me, because. Players will not be tired, right? Like international uh, white ball game is serious game. Like we have so much of schedule. And uh, one more thing is hardly, uh, I think first first class cricket in India will uh, start in September, October, something like that, right? Ranji season will start then and this summer they'll be free normally if I'm not wrong, right? Especially when the county cricket in England, you know, is happening. Our first first class players will be free normally, Correct. Right so i think uh, maybe we should start grooming few guys and keep sending them to england uh, probably every year so they'll get used to that not only batsmen but also bowlers bowlers especially because they get used to playing with the duke's ball right in the right. english condition because we play sg ball and then they play duke's ball so first class cricketers probably bcci should have a contract that every year county teams will use at least maybe 10 15 why why only one or two hardly how many guys from Indian cricket will go and play first-class cricket. I mean, only a handful of guys will go every year. I don't know. This year, only Vihari has gone. I don't know any other player. I may miss, but hardly how how many many of them are going to be there. Another two, three probably, right? So, but not 10, 15. So, why not groom 10 or 15 players, right? There are so many, you know, teams. Let them play. If not for full season, let them play four games. Let them, you know, get accustomed to the condition there. Probably when India go
0: tour england probably they will be main guys you we never know right correct correct i i, I completely agree with your kind uh, of thought because uh, this is also something that has uh, uh, confused me a bit because uh, we have such uh, incredible talent in the country and year on year they keep performing whether and it's, it's just the f- idea that uh, they may not be as flashy a cricketer or they may not play you know evolve into an all format cricketer or they may be passed by a certain mental age of uh, selection that it has, uh, that, uh, it's, let's just call it a disease of that has built uh, into the culture of Indian cricket. So what is happening is I, I, I agree that, uh, I, you know, right, right now we have two tiers of, uh, uh, players, we have your India selection who are in the likelihood of that. And then there's the A tours. A tours are not as frequent in the last couple of years, but I think there is uh there's an opportunity to build a pipeline underneath that, where you, uh, where you look at uh, domestic players who've been playing consistently, and as you said, uh, provide them the opportunity for, for them to. Have contracts on uh, uh, county cricket, get them used to certain conditions, and when the time comes, and when it may not, then they may not be a player that you may look at across all conditions and across all, uh, games, but, uh, on certain, uh, the Singapore, uh, certain tours, at least they could be traveling with the team and that experience could always come in handy when, uh, uh unlikely chance of, a uh, when, when an uh, unfortunate injury or something like that comes in rather than bringing somebody who's, uh, who may not have played that much first class cricket, uh, as we said, we talked about white ball players who are being groomed into uh, test test uh, arena. They may not have been played. Uh, they've not have been, uh, been playing first class cricket for a long time. They may not be used to grinding it out. Uh, the kind of uh, discipline and the, uh, the uh, tendency for making ugly runs, right? We talked about it a bit like Pujara or somebody like that. It doesn't matter how uh, classy they look or something. They want to be there. They want to uh, stay there as long as possible and wear the bowlers out. That is also an approach that teams can look at uh, with this as an example. I just wanted to talk about, uh, some, uh, somebody that, uh, ha- uh, that is a direct example for this, uh, we all have heard of uh, Chris Rogers, uh, right. The Australian uh, opener, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Chris Rogers uh, uh, debuted for uh, Australia at the age of 30 uh, in 2008. He only played one Test match at that point, and then uh, he was discarded. Maybe he was not uh, up to the mark at that. Maybe he was not. And then he went back uh, to uh, county cricket. He played a couple of seasons, uh, uh, extensively for. Uh, let me just uh, check. Derbyshire, uh, and uh, Middlesex. For between the years of two thousand eight and two thousand thirteen, uh, continuously, and now what happened was when Australian openers were failing, uh, when uh, somebody playing against uh, David Warner was not up to the mark, they and in uh, Australia had to visit uh, England for a for an Ashes tour. They brought back uh, Chris Rogers at the age of thirty five at the age of 35 uh, he debuted as a, he made he opened uh, the innings and uh, because of his vast experience in uh, english conditions and uh, the confidence that he brought with the with that experience he he ended up being the third highest run scorer for uh, australia in that particular ashes tour and he only played around 20 odd test matches and he finished his career at uh, 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 in an Asher store again and uh, he ended up being the second highest run scorer at the age and he retired at, at the age of 38 or something like that. So I think this is a great example for uh, how teams should look yeah. at uh, uh, selections, right? What do you think?
1: Yeah, definitely. Rather, I think by sending these guys and grooming a few guys, BCCI is not going to lose anything, right? Like um, probably they they will bear their expense. I don't know. I don't think BCCI will bear the expense even if it is... I don't think it's a big cost for bcc at all uh, in terms of what the earning. So, yeah, definitely they should groom. And in fact, not only when players get injured, why these players can't get a chance at all first, right? Absolutely. Like you, so, why don't you rest your main player, right? You can do for one player like that, two player like that. We can, I mean, we can work out that, right? Be, because ultimately, once this uh now that WTC cycle has kicked in, every series has a context, right? Earlier it was not like that, every series is being played in isolation. Now every series is being played in context and there is no such cricket other than WTC, except maybe one exceptional series or something which has been scheduled for different reasons, right? So I think that, that's a good idea. Why not why don't why can't we have players or one or two players specific to England, specific to Australia? Nothing wrong in that. Right,
0: right. Uh, and, uh, just to add to the, uh, discussion on the trophy, we, we had a cycle in ni- 2019 and 20, uh, where Saurashtra won the championship, uh, under the leadership of Jedev Unadkat. And uh, it's very unfortunate that uh, having that uh, kind of a successful uh, series, unadkat is still out of the reckoning for Indian uh, team. And uh, we have when uh, even at this point where uh, India currently has uh, a full strength squad in England and. Uh, uh, white ball specialist squad in uh sri lanka he still hasn't uh, made the cut so just to okay. add to that yeah but just to add to that uh, uh we have I, I i was going through for when i was doing the research for this uh, set uh we were looking at uh, the ipl the 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 ranji trophy 11 that tspn cricket info has played brought out uh, and I can just go through the names. There are some familiar names as well. But uh, it's very unfortunate that uh, none of those players have made their transition into the Red Ball team even after uh, such a wonderful uh, series or a wonderful reckoning. Uh, so I think. Yeah speaking of jd Unakat I think I, I, I don't know
1: why he was not selected for the England in the first place right 67 wickets Six, uh, Yeah, an, uh, Yeah and he is captaining Saurashtra and Saurashtra yeah. won the latest Ranji Trophy season because especially if you see someone like Abhimanyu Ishwaran like he he had a good 1819 Ranji Trophy season and uh, sorry 1920 Ranji Trophy 1819 he had a good 1819 he haven't had a great 1928, he was selected for England considering his uh, Ranjis, right? Whereas if you come to Jaydee Unadkat, even uh, in 1819 season, Saurashtra went to finals and lost the match, right? right. They were finalists and even in that season, I think uh, Jaydee Unadkat got 30 odd wickets and then... Uh, coming to 1920 season i think more than 60 wickets he has got i don't know what else he has to show and it's not that he's already 34 or 36 he's 29 years so uh, i don't think age and, is and also left armer so yeah and he's a left armer so i don't know what else he has to prove to the management uh, i don't know, so, you know and, I, and and okay yeah. so do you think his ipl performance is having an influence on
0: selectors mind Absolutely, I think uh, that that's how the whole uh, <laughs> mindset has changed for selections, right? So, if your IPL is good, irrespective of you being able, if you're being a specialist format player, uh, you're groomed into certain rules. And if your IPL is bad, even if uh, your uh, dom- domestic performances have been good, they don't uh, really matter. Okay, so yeah. I'll put it in the other way. So, imagine if
1: Jadhav Unadkat is playing for Mumbai or uh, probably Canada. RCB. RCV. So do you think he'll still get the same output or you you think he would have got a chance because Siraj was not great in IPL definitely, right? At least uh, uh, in the previous season, yeah, yeah. At he, at he was
0: selected. So I don't know. I mean, this is clear we are a speculation, I, I, but uh, no, I think, uh, there is also an element, you know, we, we all talk about it, right. Uh, captains do have a say in selection and I think it's not, it's correct that people do, but I think captains should have a say, Yeah, um,
1: uh, this uh,
0: tendency has, has carried forward, even from the days of CSK. Right. We had guys like, uh, Shadab Jagati and uh mohit sharma and all these guys who played with uh, dhoni and obviously they were they were good enough to have played for india yeah. and uh, maybe that was an opportunity that they needed and that provided yeah that, that route.
1: yeah nothing to take away from those players or to discredit those players who you know Came through those ranks, correct, but correct, it's an opportunity like that. that they have correct. got, and this guy is not getting. That's the That's only the, thing, unfortunately. T- until now, we, we can only play with 11 players and not you know 22 or 33. So, yeah, now going to Sri Lanka, I think let's see how that to- the tour is going to go. Because again, even if you look at uh, Sri Lanka tour, I think half the team will be capped players only in one format or the other format. Correct, correct. So yeah,
0: it's uh, India is a big country. We have so much talent. So yeah, yeah. And uh, just to contrast uh, what uh, happens in other countries, uh, we, have, uh, we have we just was, we we were going through what uh, the recently concluded Sheffield Shield that Australia has their uh, premier first-class uh, tournament. If you look at their uh, highest wins of run getters, we have Cameron Green, Travis Head, Marnus Labushin, Sean Marsh. Marcus Harris all these guys have played uh, international cricket for uh, Australia and Cameron Green in fact because of his ex- uh, incredible performance he topped the charts he was drafted into the Australian squad against uh, England uh, against India I'm sorry yeah and he yeah. debuted also yeah, yeah. in an yeah. impressive manner so yeah i think uh, we uh, it's it's all about uh, striking while the iron is hot uh, if someone, some players are showing potential, that is incredible. And if you're not uh, using that, using opportunities to like draft them and utilize their form or, uh, uh the main mindset that they're in, I think that is, uh, that is, that is going to be a loss to Indian cricket going forward as well. Uh, and, uh, if you, you know, I understand, uh, the mindset in the nineties and the two thousands where, uh, you could still understand that, uh, domestic players past a certain age will not be as fit or as, uh, above, you know, when, uh, may, may not be as used to the rigors of, uh, what, uh, test cricket might have, but this is arguably, if you look at India's domestic circuit, this is arguably the fittest that, uh, Indian cricket has ever been. No, I see coming to the fitness levels, Raja, I think if you say that you
1: know, from this, you will be selected to India and you have to be fit. And there is no player who will say, you know, like, I will not follow right. this. Right. Like, no, no one want to be unfit. You only
0: have to set, set right standards for them. Correct. Correct. Uh, because, uh, uh, and just to add another point here, uh, there is a player called Rahul Dalal, uh, yeah. Rahul Dalal, he plays for Arunachal Pradesh. So he made uh, 1,340 runs. Arunachal Pradesh is usually in a weaker, it's a recent new team and uh, they play against a weaker uh, competition, but he made 1,340 runs, which is just uh, 75 runs short of the all time high in a season that uh, VBS Lakshman made 20 years back. Okay. When VVS Lakshman was dropped out of the Indian squad, he made uh, uh, he, when he was playing for Hyderabad, he made uh, more than 1,400 runs in a single season and that and uh, that was the uh, and uh, Hyderabad played the finals and lost to Mumbai, but that was the impetus that uh, brought him back into the Indian team. And then the story is of again your uh, that that it's the same Lakshman who did so brilliantly in, against Australia, and the legend was that that was born. So yeah. it's just that uh, aspect that we are talking about. So let's uh, finally let's talk about uh, something that uh, is also a little interesting. Uh, we have seen uh, IPL being such a helpful tool for uh, foreign other countries to improve immensely. We have seen uh, how guys like uh, Joss Butler and uh, uh, the likes of them they've uh, they've consistently said how it has improved England cricket and uh, made a complete turnaround from what was a disaster in 2015 to becoming the world champions in 2019 and we have seen australian players improve we have seen west indian uh, players improve so why do do you think that it has come time has come for uh, bcci to allow indian players in other leagues and just uh, use that experience to again as we talked about county cricket uh, use uh, the experience of other leagues to give some conditions experience and uh, improve indian cricket do you think the time has come for that i think uh, it's long overdue rather it's
1: not uh, time now i think it's long overdue now they would have done that some time back i don't know why they make uh, you know why they make it very difficult for players who are interested to do that also right they have to announce their retirement they have to you know uh, i mean make a no, uh, no noc huh? yeah noc and all these things and then they can go on play and by the time that happens they will be 35 36 37 yeah. right they may not get good contracts after all so, because uh, our uh, first-class cricket is for maybe six months, like I said, some time back. So, players are free and I think they should allow uh, probably few players to go and, uh, you know, have a go at uh, different series, right? Not, not it, it need not be like 50 players are going and probably selected players or players under their, you know, grooming list. Someone like, I, I think it's high time that they allow these guys to go and learn there and come back. Ultimately, if they are good, that will ultimately increase the quality of IPL, right? Because your domestic players are performing at an international standard, right? Right. These guys going there and trying and understanding, probably we don't know, like, let's say a player who goes and plays in uh, South Africa tomorrow, he may be playing T20 cricket, but still he'll have a certain understanding about the pitch, right? About the conditions. Right tomorrow when we don't know when India will play World Cup there in South Africa or they'll play an uh, World Cup final there. They may play a crucial test series. So we don't know who which player will come handy in what time. So it's high time that they allow players to play in foreign tours. I mean foreign
0: leagues. Good point. Also, uh, the example was very recent as well, right? Kyle Jameson just got uh, drafted to RCB, <laughs> and he ended up taking uh, Virat Kohli's wicket twice because his yeah. ball to him so much uh, in the nets, I suppose. So I, I completely agree. Uh, I think uh, it's a huge opportunity that uh, BCCI is losing out on. If we look at uh, the number of uh, people in the IPL auctions, we don't. Uh, you have random guys from like uh, smaller countries or any other country. Yeah, They're yeah. just pitching, their, trying their luck. And if they get picked and uh, it changes, it becomes a life-changing opportunity for them. And their, their IPL has also become like a drafting tool for uh, international teams as well. There right. are many guys who played for IPL first uh, before they were even entered uh, their national teams. So I but, think this is an opportunity that we are losing out on. So that was a fascinating conversation, guys. And uh, uh, I think we're just too... Uh, fans of cricket who are looking at what can be done. And uh, please uh, provide us uh, your inputs also. Uh, Maybe we are completely wrong, but (laughs) we'd love to hear what you say. Yeah, Uh, you're uh, uh, sorry. I just want to add one point here,
1: your feedback is very important, uh, guys, whoever is listening, whether you like it or you don't like it. You can let us know on YouTube comments on Twitter. Uh, I mean, you can tweet at us or you can send DM to us on Twitter because your feedback is the most important thing that will help us to take
0: this forward. Right, and uh, I before we conclude, uh, my, our friend Sinu has uh, has reintroduced the format of hows that this time again. So Sinu, uh, I th- I think you have prepared a couple of uh, anecdotes that you wanted to talk about with our listeners.
1: Yeah, definitely, Raja. This week uh, I I was fortunate enough to complete a book uh, written by Mr. Gulu Ezekiel, a great author. He has written probably a dozen cricket books, and uh, his recent uh, book was uh, myth busting. So he tried to find a few myths that were uh, around for some time and then he verified a lot of them. Uh, some some are pure myths and some are probably uh, people quoting wrong numbers, something like that. So uh, one interesting thing. So we all love movies. Uh, let me start with some uh, something related to Lagan, right? So a little bit of background about Lagan, we all know Lagan came in 2001, it was a big hit and then Amir Khan got a lot of fame and Ashutosh Gawarikar, right? He took some films like, big films like uh, Jodha Akbar and All After Lagan. It, it was all good, right? We all like the movie. It was between farmers and then British people. So, what happens in the, if you remember the climax of the movie, Raja? So, I think uh, this guy, Amir Khan, Amir Khan hits a six of the final ball, right? right. So, uh, uh, British team captain, he takes the catch and then he walks into boundary, right? In the in the right. process of taking the catch, he walks into boundary and then India wins. Right. I mean, a uh, farmers farmers win farmers win, right? But the actual fact is, uh, and the film was set in eighteen nineties. If I am not wrong, I think it was set in eighteen ninety four something. Mm-hmm. So around eighteen nineties, definitely before nineteen hundred. So uh, the fact is uh, till 1905 in England. And I'm uh, sorry, till 1905 in Australia until 1910 in England, there was no six. There was a six. It is like uh ball has to cross the ground. Ball okay. has to cross the stadium completely. Okay. the boundary. No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, and, and the thing is, you may argue, right? They, they are playing in a field. Like there is no something, some, some other border at all. Right. The, the the thing is, uh, there was five runs in Australia. There were somehow different rules in Australia and England. Five, I mean, if ball goes in air, crossing the boundary, it is five. If it goes uh, after a bounce, it is four. In England, both are four. And if it crosses the stadium, you will get a six. This is thing. Now, we can argue that, okay, I mean, it, they are playing in a field. They are not playing in a stadium to for you to calculate. You know, uh, It has to go out of the stadium. Then now the next point is until 1968, if a player catches the ball and in that process if he crosses the boundary, it's out actually. <laughs> yeah. So that that was a fun fact actually. There are a few things like that he pointed out in that book as well. Apart from the major myths that we all you know go through, but it's good. Uh, like it's a fact actually. Till
0: 1968, uh, the, I mean it was out. So. <laughs> That's really interesting. And uh, did you know that added to the Lagan uh, discussion, uh, after the shooting grabbed, apparently the Indian uh, actors played the British actors, and uh, the match was actually won by the British actors. Oh, is it? Okay, okay, sorry. Okay. No, in reality uh, and in cinema
1: also, it has been won by British only. Because now, if you see, <laughs> if you bring, I don't know, maybe they would have taken creative liberty or I don't know what happened or they don't know yes, these sir. creators. So, probably, yeah, that's the fact. Now, the second thing is not only this, Raja, actually, uh, I was pretty much impressed with the book, especially uh, with the way that he took on few people like Farooq Engineer. like right? Farooq Engineer is a good cricketer and he's still alive, right? uh, but uh, one thing that he says about that is... Uh, Farooq engineer often in many interviews says that, uh, he has got, uh, century in 47 balls in test cricket. He quotes a particular match, but, uh, actually, uh, there is no clear cut evidence that he has not scored, uh, in the book written by Gulu also, but he has given a lot of circumstantial evidence that it has not happened because, uh, like before going for lunch, he needs some six runs or something. And, uh, Uh, Many people say that there was a made-in-over by Bowler uh, immediately after the lunch and then uh, finally he got some runs in between and with a single or two he got the century as per at least people who have seen the match. But as per Mr. uh, uh, Farooq Inchner, he has reached his century by hitting a six immediately after the lunch and then he scored in 47 balls. I think he, Mr. Gulu tried a lot to get the scorecard of the match, but then you know, uh, they there hasn't been a proper scorecard uh, preserved for the match. It it was uh, long back, so uh, that's one thing. Like, uh, what I like is uh, like taking on someone like uh, ex cricketer who is alive, or uh, he he purely wanted to you know bust few minutes. And uh, speaking of one more interesting thing, uh, we all know 1983 Kapil Dev. You know, 175, Jim Jimbabwe, right? Uh, All these years, we were thinking that BBC was on strike and that's why, you know, uh, the match was not recorded or telecasted. But the actual fact is, uh, there were actually four matches being played on that day. So it was way back in 1983. BBC has only two channels to telecast. So there were four matches, one being played by England. So obviously, uh, it is being played in England. That is obvious. And they have contract with Australia to, you know, telecast their, their matches. Another one is being played by Australia separately. So, it's obvious choice that they go with England and Australia and they haven't recorded, uh, you know, uh, this match. So, there are, again, uh, there was BC, BBC strike going at that point of time. Definitely. Uh, there is no doubt about it. He has clarified that as well. But on that particular day, the strike was not there. So it's 18th of June uh, 1983. There was no strike at BBC. In fact, uh, I I think you know Mr. PR Mansing, right, Raja? So he's the team manager. In fact, yeah, yeah. So he took a testimony from him as well that uh, on that day evening when uh, people were watching uh, uh, BBC, they have shown Kapil uh, Dev's batting from the previous match because they haven't recorded that day match so if he's seeing you know some match that particular day obviously there is no strike and the channel is like right, so right, right. it's such a missed
0: opportunity right Kapil they were hitting constantly. Uh, you know like uh, that's a great story uh, and we also know that uh, Kabir Khan is making a 1983 which has been in the yeah. for the last couple of years now uh, yeah. i don't know I, I it would be interesting how they'd approach this story and if you, if they would also <laughs> take cinematic liberties to create drama know. of uh, yeah. you know like
1: the whole thing uh, an interesting fact about that match is raja like kapil dev has hit 175 and whole India score is
0: 266 yeah yeah, yeah i know i think it he has, came in because uh, uh, of, uh, quoted by my father, also, I think India was 25 for five or 25 yeah, for six or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I think Kirmani uh, built a yes. partnership, yeah,
1: yeah, amazing. Because the whole world cup of 1983 was completed in 16 days, it was a double uh, double round robin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This thing, and they've completed in 16 days, so obvious that every day they'll have multiple matches, and it was not recorded at all. Forget about telecast because, so how- uh. Yeah. yeah if it is recorded definitely would have got some from somewhere right because uh, he spoke to many people who are present at the ground on the day like grounds on the day or you can easily find out right whether the match is being recorded with a big camera or not right unlike today so yeah it, it was not recorded at all and uh, in fact uh, he has brought an instance where I think uh, probably a few years back, there were uh, rumors saying, you know, Kapil Dev has recorded the match with his private uh, cameraman and he's selling that that for lakhs of rupees now, that footage. So, but uh, the fact is, it was not recorded at all. (laughs) So, for for listeners, I would recommend this book definitely because there are uh, a lot of interesting facts like this. This was the biggest and, uh,
0: one. Uh, what you said was also a point that I really liked was that the whole World Cup of eight teams uh, finished in 16 days. Yeah. And uh, now we had, in 2019, we had 10 teams who played for 45 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, that, that's with, how it works.
0: And it's all dependent on what you said, uh, right? On one aspect, we had broadcasting being limited. And now broadcasting is uh, defined unlimited the number of games yeah. and number yeah. of uh, duration of a world cup. The, uh, yeah. So cricket has come a long way in terms of that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: I think for people who are interested in reading books or uh, who are interested in knowing, you know, facts about the cricket, please do check out that book. I leave the Amazon link on our show
0: notes. Fantastic. Fantastic. So that was the episode guys. And uh, thank you for joining us. And, uh, I hope uh, we added a bit of uh, fun to your uh, listening experience. So thank you so much and stay home and uh, stay safe and uh, take care of each other.